Okay, I'd like to uh, welcome everyone, uh, all those who have made the effort to come to the center and those who have made the effort to set your time aside and plug into the uh, online uh, offering presentation. So that uh, I'm gathering here today to uh, as a way of connecting, reconnecting, uh, continuing to connect uh, with the uh, 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 important friends of Dhamma community and to uh, uh, and then also to be uh, considering how to to uh, go forward um, and what's uh, part of it is just delighting and being with each other seeing each other uh, and then uh, spending time with each other sharing the dhamma uh, and then also how to um, yeah, support uh, important friends of the dhamma into the future and uh, <clears throat> to uh, give uh, attention to uh, to what you actually have because uh, it's uh, um, you know to have a, a city center uh, for yourselves uh, is not a uh, uh, that's not a small thing and, and to be able to uh, look after it because oftentimes it's uh, um, easy to because you say look back when did Sakula when did you first start meeting was I sort of north end of of, of the city two thousand okay so that's twenty two years ago yeah. and uh, uh, and even though it was uh, you know, it was quite a while ago. I was meeting in a basically a big room, and uh, in, in another block. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of tentative uh, <clears throat> of what was happening. Would anything happen? Uh, and then it uh, sort of realizing that okay that's too small uh, and then finding the other place which was next to the church uh, and then um, and it was it was a bit small it worked you know, on many levels uh, but it was also it wasn't wasn't yours it wasn't ours it was it was uh, it was a rented place and of course and then they, uh, then the place didn't become available. Yeah. So that uh, now, how many years is it since the acquisition of the, this this building? I'll say eight, eight years. Eight years. Gosh, 
days and nights are really relentlessly passing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so that, uh, so eight years uh, uh, that, uh, uh, since acquiring this place, and uh, I don't know, I'm sure there's been all sorts of ups and downs and difficulties and whatnot, but uh, uh, here you are. And you've actually, uh, this is sort of coming toward uh, what was it? I'm just saying. I think it was FDR who talked, we were talking about World War II. So this is not, it's not the beginning, it's just the beginning of the end of, 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 of talking about the war or something. Anyway, this is similar with this pandemic. It's sort of, everybody says, oh, you know, when the pandemic ends, or is it, you know, now that the pandemic, well, maybe. <laughs> Hard to tell, uh, <clears throat> or is this is this what life is going to be like forever? <laughs> Who knows? Nobody knows. So, but at any rate, <clears throat> this uh, yeah, Portland Prince of Dhamma is still here as a center for all of you. Has managed to uh, survive through the through the pandemic, which is not a small thing at all. Uh, I know uh, like we have three groups, like three lay groups that we uh, uh, like that are closely associated to it by Gary, one in Ukiah, one in Fort Bragg, one in Berkeley. And uh, yeah, Berkeley is still standing. Um, the uh, Ukiah group is, is uh, uh, and as well as, I mean, it was, say, sponsored by the uh, Yoga Mendocino. And, uh, and of course, it was difficult to meet because things fell apart pretty quickly. Um, and, and actually, today is a, uh, you know, I got a, a, an email from the Founders and, and uh, leaders of the Yoga Mendocino group. Today is kind of the goodbye Yoga Mendocino <laughs> party. So <laughs> as I, I miss that. Oh, here I am. It's not goodbye, Portland friends. <laughs> here we are, and going into the future and and uh, learning how to and reflecting on on how to how to move forward. Because it is, we have to continue to learn how to how to do it, <clears throat> and uh, learn how to support each other and support ourselves uh, as uh, as practitioners. So that uh, and that, uh, that that theme of say making our house a home um, is a uh, is an important theme in the sense of. We do have, we've got facilities, uh, and, uh, but there's a difference between, say, like a house, a physical structure, <coughs> and, a, and a home. 
place that we actually live in. And that's where, and I think in particular, of reflecting on refuge in Buddha Sangha, um, refuge. I mean, the Buddha Dhamma Sangha is how you speak about the, the formal refuge of, in, in Buddhism. <clears throat> but uh, when we think of the, uh, the refuge uh, as being, as Ajahn Chah said, our real home, and it's where, where our heart is and, and to be able to establish the heart in those qualities which we call a refuge and where we think of, you know, how do we make say, Buddha as a refuge in the heart as opposed to just an idea in the head. Uh, and, and because that's our, our tendency is to, is to go to the head, go to the concept, go to the idea. And, you know, ideas are okay, uh, but uh, it's helpful to, to, to how do we draw back into the heart? And this is what, what the, uh, <clears throat> when we think or speak of the refuges of Buddha Dhamma Sangha and Dhamma, <coughs> one of the qualities of Dhamma is open aiko, just leaning inwards. So you're taking those ideas and drawing them inwards into the heart uh, and to <clears throat> how do we experience them, how do we hold them on a on an emotional level. And Dhamma as a refuge is 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 as dumb as this is the way the way things truly are. It's like it's like this, and it's, it's okay. Yeah, being in a pandemic and uncertainty is dumba. Those that yesterday were talking about the like the idiom that's being used is you know people are suffering from un uncertainty fatigue. Well, welcome to existence. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, uh, it's, uh, that's, the that's the nature of, of, of being born and, uh, and, and, and existing living. It's that it's a, this is a really uncertain business. Uh, and to, uh, and to be able to, uh, you, know, you don't just sort of roll, roll over and acquiesce. It's not that you can't do anything about it, but it's also not to be overwhelmed. And you realize that it's, you know, everything is workable. That's uh, that's that's the uh, that's that is the reality of of, uh, of as uncertain as things can be. <clears throat> and as much as we would like things to be truer and, and certain, um, <clears throat> you, know, you realize, well, yeah, I, this is workable. And of course, it's workable if you've got some principles to live by. And, and that's the, basically, the, say, the definition of Sangha, so having and when we do the chanting, so we want to practice as well, in a sense, practicing in a good way. 
uh, one who conducts our life with you know, is an integrity, is a, a straightforwardness, and a uh, a commitment to to, to principle. Um, you know, we can do that, and and when we've got those foundations, and we we do have a we're building a home for ourselves in the heart, uh, and that that, uh, that makes it makes it very much doable. But it's again, it's important that we <coughs> we bring bring those principles, bring those ideas and ideals uh, into the heart. How do we live it? How do we experience that? Uh, and how do we hold it um, so that it's this feeling of uplift and sometimes because again we can walk out. Okay, I got to be a good Buddhist, the precepts and have the refuges, and 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 become I got whole I got to live by these principles and get all frantic about it, (laughs) and it's not so useful. It's important. How do we hold it so that it's uplifting and and uh, and and brightening? it's you realize oh well there, there actually are these refuges that we can live by and and they they nourish the heart and it's really you can delight in that um, remember one time <clears throat> Ajahn Chah saying to Ajahn Jayasaro um, when he was a, a young monk, um, that he was saying, if you really knew what the refuges were, if you really took them to heart, you would there wouldn't be an opportunity when you didn't bow to the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha and didn't have tears in your eyes. You know, it's really, it was really, really beautiful to, to, to reflect on. And this was like from Ajahn Chah's perspective and this sense. So you know, this sense of having <coughs> having a sense of clarity of, of uh, and delight and, and gratitude um, that we've actually found something that um, helps us navigate um, this realm of uncertainty um, with a with a foundation that allows us to have some clarity and 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 ease uh, does it mean we're certain all the time does it mean we're at <laughs> no, nothing but to not be shaken by it is 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 a uh, that's a real gift to oneself and to the people around one uh, society and the culture around one so that uh, and 
as a as a place uh, for ourselves of former friends to come to create a create a space uh, where where everyone can have access and, and to practice together, have access to teachings and to help support each other. That's a, a cultivation of these refuges in, in, in Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha uh, together as a community and, and, uh, and, and each person having the opportunity to, to support, encourage themselves, support and encourage each other. And say, uh, uh, you know, it seems pretty simple, um, but, you know, human life is always a lot more messy than that. So it's, so that takes a certain patience and, and uh, <clears throat> patience with oneself, patience with, patience with the way things are. Uh, so, but I want the Dhamma to be something else. I want the world to be something other than this. But that's, so there's that, that quality of patience. And I think with, with <coughs> um, patience, when I say that, it's important to, I, I just remember my early years of, well, yeah, many, many years of training with, with Ajahn Chah and, and, and observing him and how he, and how he taught and how he responded to us. And when we have difficulties, problems and questions. And, and so often his answer wasn't, it wasn't information that we all wanted to hear, but it was more, you really have to be patient and, and uh, you just drive you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, you know, over, of course, over years of practice, you realize, well, no, because patience in English has a somewhat different, different connotation and uh, it to to what say patience in say as a Buddhist concept or term is because usually you say in English when we think okay you, 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 I need some patience or we should be patient with this it's more it's like you know you have put up with something unpleasant waiting for it to be over and but when you think of patience from a Buddhist perspective, I mean, patience is a barami. It's a, a uh, it's like a spiritual quality uh, that that's called they're called perfections. These baramis, the ten, the ten baramis, the ten perfections, are spiritual perfections that allow for a, a crossing over. In just the word barami literally gives the sense of a being a bridge or that which is assists a crossing over. So a crossing over from, from 
from confusion to clarity, a crossing over from <coughs> agitation to peace, a crossing over from samsara to nibbana. <coughs> so I'd <it's> say <coughs> patience is much more uh, like a wholesome quality that we rely on to carry us over from the unskillful into the skillful. Uh, from the, yeah, the, the unwholesome into the wholesome. Uh, and that, that uh, so patience is a, a brightening quality of mind, especially when we reflect on it from that perspective. And it gives a certain stability and, and uh, solidity. Uh, and when we're so it's more like, say, like patience, I you know, to as a feel for it is much more the ability to just be present without getting caught in our, say, reactivity. So we willing to be present with something and to observe it, to watch it closely, to. Uh, allow it to display itself and, and then how do we skillfully adapt from that so with the with the and that's where it's really helpful to have a place and that one can keep plugging into whether it's you know, physically or uh, Online, these things have changed in the last two and a half years. These online resources or our online community is is uh, is important to us. And so that, uh, but learning how still, but learning how to how do we contribute to that? How do we care for it? Because uh, <clears throat> any kind of societal structure. Um, is is fragile. Uh, that's uh, and it needs uh, 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 it needs care. It needs it you know, needs to attend uh, uh, attend skillfully. To them, they need to put some effort, energy, and and uh, uh, and, and and to uh, to give of ourselves. Uh, to say if we care for something, we, we have to learn to look after it, uh, and and that you know whether it's our our own home, our own family, or our extended family and home of of say uh, say Portland friends of Dhamma, as is yeah learning how to care for it, learning how to uh, to give. Uh, to it um, in 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 a skillful way that is 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 beneficial. It's beneficial for ourselves. It's beneficial for others. And and uh, I mean it is a kind of a, a truism um, you know, that. Uh, but sometimes it it keeps being a revelation of how. Um, 
say, stepping out of our own self-obsession <laughs> and, uh, and uh, paying attention to others around us actually helps us, actually uplifts us. Because oftentimes we're, we're, we're often, we're, we are often more willing to put energy into something that's beneficial what we see as beneficial for others. And, uh, and we'll forget ourselves, we'll neglect ourselves. And so that, that's, uh, uh, and then, but you see, these things are, there's no hard and fast boundary, really, between self and other. So then when we learn how to, we see how the benefits of say, looking after others and giving to others and giving, seeing our, our, our friends, spiritual friends in Dhamma, what, what inspires them, when it comes, that comes back to us as well. So these are, are uh, yeah, they're permeable boundaries. And, yes, and, uh, but the, you know, the important thing is, is to reflect on how do we, you know, how do we create a, a refuge for ourselves, a refuge for ourselves? How do we create a, a home, as I say, as again, this how I jumped out. Speaking of of the uh, um, uh, uh, that connection with the with the Dhamma as as our real home, and so having a, a real home that we we carry with us. <laughs>